You wanted the best online sports book? That's easy. It's mybookie.ag. They got the easiest website layout, the best odds, amazing customer service, and payouts in only two business days. Check out mybookie.ag for yourself and then sign up using promo code WCE50 for a 50% deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code WCE50. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at GaryWCE. And I'm Chris Giannini. Follow me at Chris B. Giannini. And this is the Winning Cures Everything podcast from winningcureseverything.com. Before we get started, please subscribe to the podcast, share it, and review it. We cannot stress how important those reviews are for iTunes rankings, so help us out. Those of us who love this sport live for nights like this. You are looking live at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Can you believe it? It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40, 40 years. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. This is Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. What up, what up? Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything, number 188. This is the Monday, January 22nd edition of the show. I'm Gary. Chris is currently in Las Vegas, Nevada, where he got to watch both of the conference championship games. I promised him, because our schedules got a little bit off tonight, I promised him that I would wait until he gets back or until he has time for us to go over all of the NFL action from this past weekend. So we're going to wait on that. There were a few interesting things. Tonight is actually going to be relatively short, but it is going to be a good time. Um, Let's go ahead and discuss this. Five Dimes went ahead and released their opening college football lines, which is always a good time. Normally that happens sometime over the summer. They went ahead and put out early lines for some reason. I don't know why. We're also going to discuss SB Nation and Bill Conley's 12 worst college football games of this past season. Another very entertaining thing that we like to go over is great games, but also terrible, terrible games. So we'll look at those as well. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with the opening line. <laughs> The first game that they are looking at, they have Northwestern at Purdue. Now, this is on uh, Thursday, August 30th. They have Purdue as a one-point favorite at home against 10-win Northwestern. A little surprising to me. It depends on what happens with the quarterback situation in Chicago, et cetera, et cetera. Our boys at Westlot Pirates are going to enjoy this a lot, I would imagine, uh, because Northwestern ended the uh, season on a seven-game winning streak. They look to be built a little better than Purdue, but we'll see. Jeff Brom has had a great year um, at Purdue this past season. I think they're going to do pretty well. Uh, I mean, that is, that's a little shocking to me for Purdue to be a one-point favorite already. The first big game that they have on Saturday, September 1st, 2018, they've got Louisville and Alabama. Alabama is a 29-and-a-half-point favorite, which blows my mind. 29-and-a-half is absurd for any matchup like this. Now, obviously, this line would be a little bit closer if Lamar Jackson was coming back to Louisville. Uh, We don't know what Louisville's quarterback situation is going to look like. And in all honesty, we don't know what Alabama's is going to look like. We assume Tua Tonga-Vailoa is going to be the starting quarterback. There is nothing that says that Jalen Hurts cannot win that job back. There's nothing that says that. So, 
Uh, that'll be interesting to see, but I, I would think from a talent standpoint, Alabama minus 29.5, I would have put it closer to three touchdowns as opposed to over four, but that's just me. Uh, next up, Washington and Auburn in Atlanta. That is surprising. Washington and Auburn, uh, two relatively even teams. Auburn has a two-game losing streak in Atlanta, and Auburn is a four-point favorite here. A little bit surprising. Um, West Virginia and Tennessee in Charlotte. West Virginia is an eight-point favorite in Jeremy Pruitt's opening game at Tennessee. Not sure what I think about this. I, I do like that Will Greer is coming back for Dana Holgerson. I would imagine that that offense is going to be absolutely rolling from the word go. But eight points seems a lot. I, I would like to think that Jeremy Pruitt knows what he's doing to be able to stop something like that. I guess it depends on the talent. So we'll see what happens there. Ole Miss and Texas Tech is a pick em. That's in Houston. More of a home game for Texas Tech, but I wouldn't imagine they're going to have more fans than Ole Miss will have down there. Ole Miss fans will be uh, raring to go down in Houston. This will be a good opening game for them, a good trip for the fans, the people that are really into it. This is kind of a bowl game atmosphere for them. So, Ole Miss, Texas Tech, pick them. I would go with the over, whatever the over ends up being, because these two point, or these two teams are going to put up points. A ton of points. Texas and Maryland. Maryland plus 10 at home. Did they not learn anything from last season? Maryland was a 19-point underdog. They were plus 19 at Texas last year. Came out and absolutely obliterated Texas by three touchdowns. That's a fact. You can't go back and look at those two games, not to mention the fact that Maryland is going to be getting their quarterbacks back. Completely different team. This will look a lot more like the Maryland that you saw at the beginning of the season than the one you saw at the end of the season that was on their fourth-string quarterback. Whole lot different there. Uh, Texas, however, I'm sure, yes, they're going to have a lot more talent than they did this past season, but uh, Maryland is still a really, really good team, and I think D.J. Durkin... uh, that's another thing that we haven't talked about. Matt Canada looks like he might be in line to get the Maryland offensive coordinator position. Very interesting to look at. He brings a lot of different shifts and whatnot, stuff that Tom Herman isn't necessarily used to. We'll see what happens with that. Colorado, Colorado State, and Denver. Colorado State is a six-point underdog. Uh, this past season killed any hope that I had for Colorado State to be able to win this game. They could get lucky here, I guess, but they had they had more talent. They had more everything this past year. They were the better team, and they got beat 17-3. Now, I understand they were officiating calls and whatnot, but it is what it is. So, Abby says on Facebook that she picked Maryland. You were one of very few people. One of very few people. Uh, Cincinnati at UCLA. Chip Kelly's opening game. Brand new quarterback for UCLA. Not sure who that's going to be yet. But UCLA, minus 13 at home against Cincinnati. Uh, Luke Fickle, he did not impress in his first season, but he is recruiting pretty well. I I don't think it matters. I think UCLA puts up a lot of points. Ohio State, a 31-point favorite at home against Oregon State. Not surprising. They're going to have a new quarterback. You saw him play against Michigan. I think they're going to be just fine. Oregon State, however, will probably not be just fine. Uh, Cal minus four at home against North Carolina. That doesn't surprise anybody. Justin Wilcox is a good coach. Um, 
North Carolina, I'm not sure what Larry Fedora is going to do to be able to improve this team. I really have no idea. Washington State is already a seven-point favorite uh, at Wyoming. No idea what either of those teams is going to look like at quarterback. Um, San Diego State at Stanford. Stanford minus 15 at home. That's surprising considering San Diego State beat them this past season. Um, who, who knows what's going to happen there. Arizona minus 7.5 at home against BYU. Uh, that will be Kevin Sumlin's first game. That should be incredibly surprising. And if I were if I were a betting man, which we all know I am, uh, I will roll with Arizona on that because they have Khalil Tate and BYU cannot stop anybody. I would roll with that one. Uh, Boise at Troy. Troy is an eight-point underdog at home. Duke minus nine at home against Army. Navy at Hawaii. Hawaii is plus 12 and a half. FAU at Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a 21-point favorite against Lane Kiffin. And Michigan at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a two-point favorite. Now, on Sunday, September 2nd, Miami in Arlington, Texas. The Hurricanes are a one-point favorite over the LSU Tigers. I will have a lot to discuss with Chris when he gets back from Las Vegas. I really wish he was here. I would love to talk about these past NFL games, but but we're all good for right now. Let's uh, let's jump into Jason Kirk and SB Nation's 12 worst college football games of 2017. Bill Connolly did his top 100 games of 2017, and as you would have guessed, number one was the Georgia-Oklahoma Rose Bowl. Number two was Georgia-Alabama in the national championship game. Both games went to overtime. Both games came down to the wire. There was a lot of fun, a lot of scoring, a lot of uh, momentum switches, all that good stuff. Lots going on there. Um, This, however, is the worst of the worst. So as he says, these are the worst games, each of them still lovable in their own grotesque ways. In no particular order, he first lists off Florida State and Florida. This was a disaster game. Absolutely awful. The worst that both of these teams have been at the same time in as long back as I can actually remember. Alabama and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt was 3-0. and They knocked off a ranked uh, Kansas State team. Their student section was chanting, We want Bama. Uh, There was a player on the field saying, Bama, you're next. So, at that point, Alabama delivered the year's most horrific beatdown of a Power 5 team, 59 to nothing. They got in plenty of reps for Tua and the rest of the backups in that game. There was a lot to be happy about if you were on the Tide side. Arizona and USC... This was a little bit entertaining because there were scores going back and forth, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, the issue that I had with this game and that they had with this was it felt like the Pac-12 referees literally huddled after every snap of this game. They literally got together and replayed everything and talked about everything. It was bananas. So I'm not sure it was a good game. It was entertaining other than the fact that the refs did their best to slow this thing down. I mean, it was almost a four and a half hour ball game. Tennessee, South Carolina, this was putrid. This was awful. Uh, Tennessee turned four red zone drives into nine points. Uh, it was fun because I enjoy Will Muschamp. I enjoy games that he coaches in. And if you liked high pressure games, 
then this one was fine. I had no problem with this. But as far as an ugly game to watch, yeah, this was really bad. Like, really, really bad. So, you know, Tennessee loses to South Carolina 15-9. It was not surprising. (laughs) Not surprising at all. Let's see. Uh, Michigan State, uh, any one of Michigan State's games were awful. Just awful. Um, I really can't, uh, I can't even pick one. I I don't think they can pick one either. Uh, Delaware State at Florida State. Look, Florida State beat them 77 to 6. It was, it was about as bad as you could get. If you're a Florida State fan, it was fun to watch. Everybody else on God's green earth thought that this game was awful and should have never been played. BYU-LSU, first game of the season for the Tigers and uh, the second game for the Cougars. I mean, I got to tell you, it was 27 to nothing. It was never even close. There were no throws, no nothing. It was awful. Georgia State-Penn State, 56 to nothing for Penn State. Uh, Look, there was just, there was nothing else to talk about in this game other than the fact that Penn State, even though they were up by a bajillion points, James Franklin still tried to ice Georgia State's kicker. And and that's just to try and preserve a shutout. He just wanted a shutout. Can't blame the guy. I mean, if you're a winner, then you're a winner. It is what it is. Kansas TCU. Last year, this was one of the best games of the season. TCU got the win 24 to 23. But this was, I mean, I think it was like a 41 to 9 game, something like that. It was absolutely putrid. Uh, South Florida beat up on Illinois. That was an ugly game. Uh, USC and Ohio State ended up being one of the uglier games and probably the worst game of the bowl season as far as hype going for everything else. So uh, 24-7 in that game was was just about as bad as it gets. And, and that wrapped up the 12 worst college football games. I had a lot of fun with those. Hopefully everybody else did as well. We're going to have Chris back in here on Wednesday night. But in the meantime, uh, we're just going to go ahead and cut this one short. This was only about 15 minutes tonight. I appreciate all you guys tuning in. Remember, check us out on iTunes, all that good stuff. Uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Google Play, Facebook Live, facebook.com slash everything. We're on Periscope. Uh, we normally broadcast from my Twitter account. That is at GaryWCE. And there's always the website, winningcureseverything.com. So let's go ahead and give the rundown, and we'll catch you guys on Wednesday night. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at Gary WCE. You follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys.